Sean, first of all, can we start with fitness updates? Decore and Adrissa Gay, any word on when they might be back for you? Uh, Adrissa's uh, got a calf injury, uh, certainly not for this weekend. We'll see how that slows to, uh, sorry, how, how it uh, improves. Um, early signs are better than first thought, uh, but we'll have to wait and see. Dukes one M touch and go ones, you know, the risk and reward scenarios. He's a super, super fit fella, as we know. Um, desperate to play, but we might have to make a judgment call um, when the game comes around, or certainly by tomorrow afternoon. And Ashley Young out on the grass, we saw at training today. How far away is he? Yeah, he's still a bit away um, after having a few weeks, but he, he's a super fit fella himself, as you probably are aware with his um, his age and still his prowess to play in the Premier League. So we're, we're hopeful that he'll return pretty quick. We were out at training <coughs> as well. There's no Dominic Calvert-Lewin, no James Tarkowski out there. Actually, you weren't out there. so. But I take it, no underlying issues with right. any of you. <laughs> Even I need a break for it sometimes. You get a throat like this if you stand out in the weather like that all the time. That's for sure. But no underlying issues with, with no, uh, Knox. Yeah, purely knocks. Purely knocks. Um, and me hiding. <laughs> what frustration is there, Sean, that no points from the last two games when there's been no real discernible drop-off in performance? I am well pleasing for the performance levels because I, I speak endlessly about it of, over a season, that is, season's work. More so at Tottenham, I thought. I mean, Man City, I thought we played very well at Tottenham. They're a very good side, but I think Man City, for all the local noise, or late noise, sorry, they're, they're still a top side, um, you know, top professionals. <coughs> Excuse me. And a hard nut to crack, and they proved that in the end. Um, we, You know, a couple of soft moments from our point of view, which and unlike us, to be honest. Um and that can happen. But as you rightly said, I mean, the bigger picture, the performance levels, we're stretched at the minute, but you can clearly see the people coming in the side are ready and fantastic the, the way they're looking after themselves away from playing regularly. Um, that's a pleasing thing. So the squad mentality stays very strong. What feeling do you have that at some point decisions will even themselves out? Because it seems that decisions are going against you at the minute, thinking of the disallowed goal at Spurs and obviously the penalty against Manchester City. Well... <sighs> You don't want to cry it in. I don't think any manager does, by the way. Um, but it's hard not to speak about very early season. If you remember the, the Michael King goal, you know, the keeper drops at the end of the day and it's not turned around. Sending off at Liverpool, not turned around. You know, the the one at Spurs. I mean, I watched it back, you know, and Floral Ange, bless him afterwards, said, yeah, it's a definite foul. He didn't even respond, you know, he goes through and scores. He's just like, yeah, they've scored, end off. So easy with hindsight, we're all guilty of it. Um, and then one the other night, I think, <clears throat> last night, sorry, I think everyone's confused by the handball situation. Manager spoke very clearly to the powers that be early in the season, including myself. That one's a, a really poor one for me. I, I, I don't know where the game, if they think that's a penalty. Like I said afterwards, if that's a penalty, Anana should be a goalkeeper. He must have some reflexes to get his arm up to stop that if it was deliberate. And I know deliberate doesn't count anymore. And natural, you know, when your arms are, it's all nonsense. At the end of the day, it should do back to the old days. If it's deliberate, you can tell. Referees, that's why they're referees. That's why they have the experience, the feel of a game, the knowledge of a game, or should do. The other frustration, who's giving what? I said, uh, after the situation at Tottenham, I said, who's giving what? The linesman gives this one, he's 50 yards away. The rest 12 yards away. I, I don't see that. We've just had the opposite happen at Tottenham, which you know. So I think it's more the confusion. I think they're under enough um, uh, scrutiny anyway, referees. They're all about putting the microphones on them, all sorts of mad stuff. I don't know why. I think we should be taking it away, allowing them to referee the game and giving them a bit more um, use of their knowledge, You know, their understanding of the game and putting these rules so that basically is everyone can just go, oh, but the rule, the rule states. And, you know, football's had, always had a kind of interpretation 
side of it. You know, that's part of officiating such a topsy-turvy sport. Um, and I still think there should be a little tolerance of that. And I think last night, I've, I'd be amazed if most referees deep down would go, that can't be a penalty. I'd be surprised if they thought, if all of them thought it was anyway. My initial thought was <coughs> it was a penalty, only because the way they talk at the moment is that you've made your frame bigger by having your, your arm up there. At the same time, I saw Odegaard's handball at Anfield. Don't, not don't even. At the, but the I, I don't know. I don't <laughs> know who thinks that's not a penalty, yeah, apart but, from the people on the pitch. Yeah, the, the mitigation officials. there was that he slipped, but there's no <coughs> mitigation then for Amadou Anana, who's making a genuine block for the ball yeah. and his arm meant to go. So. Yeah, well, that's how confusing it is. So... Um, the officials are official, uh, officiating that moment as it should be by the letter of the law. I think that's fair. Um, you know, I went and asked the officials, but not in a demanding way because they're trying to work with what the rule states. But it's a bizarre rule in the first place and no one quite understands it. No one quite gets it. The, the managers don't understand it, or most I've spoken to. Everyone's frustrated by it. The fans are frustrated by it. The pundits last night seemed equally frustrated by it. From what I gather, I only read a few bits this morning. Um, so therefore, if it's that confusing, well, someone's got to get hold of it they? and start tidying it up. Um, like I said, I used to like it when it was deemed, you know, the, a, a deliberate handball. I, I don't really see what was wrong with that. We, all know, we more or less know the difference, and many of them were right, certainly as right as they are now. Um, but yeah, it was a really good tool, I think, particularly the obvious thing, offside. I know there's a big debate, and his toe was offside. He's offside, that's it, I'll take that. But these decisions, I just think it's getting more and more confusing. I don't think there's a need for it to be that confusing. But to state again, by the letter of the law, seemingly the referee made the right decision. But I think by that interpretation of the, the rules of the good of football, I think that's nearly impossible that's given us a penalty. So it needs to go back to deliberate. I'm not saying it needs to go back. I think there needs to be more of a, a variance of the ruling and what it stands for, what it's really there for. I think we all know they're trying to get more penalties. I think we all know, ironically, we haven't had one. Never used to get any at Burnley. That must be a strange thing. Um, I don't know where that lives. But, you know, I think you know the powers of me want more goals but there's a way of giving more goals in the sense of still make it a fair and even way of uh, officiating for the game to be played in the right manner and delivered in the right manner and I think I think the biggest word is confusion I think everyone's confused and uh, certainly with handball now The shame for you is <coughs> that obviously despite the fact that performance has been good you're now just a point above the drop zone again does it feel like it's become a more pressurised situation once more? No, I think it's a uh, reality. If you look when we got the 10 points taken, where we were then and where we are now, I think there's a pretty pretty healthy shift. Um, we don't know the outcome of what might come next. Uh, we'll have to wait and see. Performance levels are good. Mentality is good. We are a bit stretched. Um, that's sometimes the, the challenge of what it is. So, uh, yeah, we just get on with it and keep working hard. What do you expect from Wolves? Because only a couple of weeks ago they were losing 3-0 to West Ham, yet then they've hit six in the next two, beating Chelsea and Brentford. Yeah, they've, they've turned into a good outfit. They've varied their play, and I think they're doing a good job there. Gary, when he went in there, a lot of noise about you know players leaving and all sorts of things, but seems to have calmed it, and, and they've been a good outfit this season. So I think, like anything, you know, I speak endlessly about the strength of the Premier League. You know, you've got to be on top of your performances. I think we, we have been, mostly. Um, we've got to continue in that vein. We've got to hope we get bodies back fitter, uh, fit sooner rather later, sorry, so we can get the squad back together. Um, within that, I still think people are coming in as a side and giving very good performances currently, so that's an important factor with our squad. And just finally for me, Sean, <clears throat> how much was away to Wolves last season a step in building the mentality that you've got here, going right to the death and, and getting a point there in the end? Yeah, I mean, different group of players, different circumstances, different situation, but it was it was laying down some of the groundwork of, 
you know, what we want to stand for, and that is that relentless attitude. I believe in it wholeheartedly, and I thought it was there against Tottenham. I thought it wasn't there last night. I thought we were beginning to get back into the game, put some doubt into Man City, and then, of course, the third killed that situation. But I think it's a good mentality to have. I think it's growing all the time. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it was literally more or less the last kick of the game. And that mentality is very pleasing for me as a manager, and I think it's growing all the time here. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, Sean, sure, 19 games gone in the season, halfway point. What's your mid-term assessment of where Everton are, given what you've had to deal with? Yeah, I mean, in spite of the, the obvious, I think it's an assessment of at the end of last season saying, when people were asking, what do you expect of a new season? I said, well, we've got to do better. And I think, in spite of the obvious situation, 26 points would be a healthy return as regards a step forward from the last couple of seasons. I think what you see as well, not just the points return, I think the way the team are going about it, the way the squad are going about it. Um, and it feels, I can't guarantee, it feels like we've got a more aligned club. I think the fans' connection with the players, I endlessly talk about because I think it's important. The staff, the alignment between us and the players, and I think that's beginning to mature. Um, they're all important factors. And like I say, the, the unfortunate news of the 10 points has put a dent in that, but it hasn't broken anything. We're still there, we're still working hard, we're still fighting. And I still believe we're, we've got, certainly, the players to, to get more from the season than what we're currently getting. When you look at Everton and Wolves, they're two teams that, <clears throat> you know, coming into this season have obviously undergone some degree of change. You look back at that first game, the result didn't go your way, but the general consensus was the performance was good. How different, if at all, do you think these two teams are now to the teams that took the pitch there? I think both teams have developed in different ways. I think they've found... Um, more of the players that they, they think can mould together as a side, hence their good results. Um, I think we haven't, I think our performances were good at the beginning of the season, but I think we've started taking our chances, we've started keeping clean sheets, so I think the balance at both ends of the pitch has been better last night out of Kilter, but generally speaking. Um, so I think, yeah, both teams have developed in different ways. You know, we're just really focusing and concentrating on what we're doing, how we're looking to achieve it, and how we're going about it, and I'm sure Wolves will be doing the same. And when you look at the form, particularly <coughs> Molyneux, I think it's seven games without defeat they've had playing at home. Obviously, your way form has been very good of late as well. On the face of it, it's two teams playing well, should make for a good game. So how do you approach it? Well, we approach it in the way we have been, that's for sure, because the, the way form was a, another massive talking point when it got here over the last couple of seasons. We've somewhat corrected that, more work to be done, but I think the, the improvement and the way the players go about it, away from home, has been clear, not just from results, I think the actual performances. You know, consistency is another big thing, another big word that I use all the time, and I think we're, we're growing with that. And I think that's the next step is to go into place like Wolves, take the game on. And um, we did do last season, we'll look to do that again. Thank you. Thanks, Richard. We'll go through another radio Merseyside. Hi, Sean. It's the final game of, of the year. How, how on earth do you sum up the last 12 months? Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's no better word. Interesting. You're an experienced manager, Sean, but how much have you learned from, from 2023? Right? Would you say you're a better manager now after all the experience Look, you've you, had? You know, being a better manager, I think, is, is a constant process. You know, learning as you go. You've got some knowledge, of course, to get there in the first place, but you use your wealth and your bank of knowledge, but equally there's different things happen. There's plenty happened here, I can assure you. Um, navigating your way through it, finding ways through it, some of what you believe in, some stuff you learn putting pieces into place that you think are, are valid and important taking some outside influence as well and outside uh, um, impressions of what's going on um, 
yeah, and, and formulate in a way of working that you think can be successful and relatively speaking to the situation I walked into, then I think there is a shift forward. I think everyone knows that. Um, and I think the players certainly know that and the staff. So I've been pleased with that side of things. But the, but the league table doesn't suggest that because of the 10 points. If the league table did have the 10 points, I think everyone would agree. I think they'd go, yeah, there's been a, a lot of work done by so many, by the way, not just me, and a big shift in where it was to where it is now. Um, the, the, the 10 points thing obviously swerves that a little bit, sways it, sorry. Um, but yeah, generally speaking, a lot learned, a lot more to do. But does that 10-point deduction, and we don't know the outcome of the appeal, obviously, at the moment, but does it make it harder when you've, at one point, got yourselves away from the danger area and then for a couple of defeats and other teams picking up results, you're back down near the, the, the dotted line again? Is it hard? No, that's, just, no, that's just the reality of, of taking you know 10 points away from a team. You know, and If you look at the run we've had and where it could have been compared to where it is, then you take it. You know, When the 10 points went and you look then at the league table and you look now, you take it, you go, well, okay, they're there and certainly going in the right direction again, even after that knock. Add in a few injuries and things like that and suspension, then you go, yeah, actually, that's a good return and a healthy return. So, like I say, there's a lot of positives to what we're doing. We can't stare at the league table all, long, all day long. We know the realities. As, as far as I speak to the players, it is literally what how it is now and anything else is a bonus. The mentality has to be that. Um, and we keep playing well, we keep working hard on the training pitch, in the games, and you get your rewards. So that's what we've got to keep doing. It's, it's half a season's work, there's another half that's going to be very important. Thanks, Ian. Welcome to be in the Press Association. <coughs> Ashon, I just wanted to ask, uh, obviously January's come in the window. Are there any concerns for you at the moment about the depth of the squad? There's obviously been a number of injuries, but bigger picture, any issues over the depth? No, I knew when I got here the, the, the squad was overloaded in certain areas. It had to be skinned down. We knew that, both for literal reasons, because it was too, too many bodies, and, and for financial reasons. Finding the balance and, and correcting that, I think we've done that pretty well. There's always a stretch if you don't carry big numbers. Um, that's the situation that I got. That's the realities of it. That's the bit that I'm managing. Um, we're managing the bodies, we're managing the players, we're managing their outputs. We've got internationals as well. You know, all these things um, put a stretch on the side. But equally, we believe in the squad, we believe in the players we've got. So, you know, there's no uh, excuse situation. It is the realities. Um, we move forward with the group we've got and I believe in the group we've got. So that's the biggest thing for me, to stay focused on what we're doing and, wh and how we're working. And there's been speculation about one or two Everton players <coughs> potentially being eyed up by rivals. Would you want to hold on to everybody you've got at the moment? Um, yeah, I think it's fair to say with such a, a slim squad, you don't want to be losing players. I don't think there's much reality in them situations, to be honest. Um, I think in, in one way, it's a backhanded compliment. You know, when I don't think many were talking about too many players when I got here, and now they are. Um, that's pleasing. Um, some of the players' development within the team, development within the, the club's recent development, if you like, or, or sort of rejigging the club to make sure we're on a better foothold um, in what we do. Um, so, yeah, it's a, it's a kind of compliment in a way, but I, I don't think there's much reality at the moment in them stories. Thank you. Thanks. Any further Thank questions you. in the open section before we move on? 